Hi, welcome to the Mom Chief of Everything podcast with Dr. Jeanette DeWitt. This is the podcast where we talk about how to achieve time freedom and optimal health so you as a mom can reduce your risk of a health scare and create fun family memories without breaking the bank. I am your hostess, Dr. Jeanette DeWitt, owner of DeWitt Physical Therapy and Wellness, where I help moms and their families feel better faster in my office or through the online convenience of their smartphone. I am a married mom with two daughters. I am also a physical therapist, athletic trainer, and fitness nutrition coach. Before we start today's episode, I want to let you know about my free Facebook group called Mom COE. I do a live training in the group each week to empower moms and tackle the challenges we moms face every day. This group is where you can ask me questions personally and I will give you customized feedback. You can also find me on YouTube at my channel, Jeanette DeWitt, where I create videos to express gratitude, teach exercise tips, and discuss tips to relieve aches and pains. If you are interested in those, then request to join the Facebook group and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Let's get started with today's episode. Greetings, everyone. Today, I want to share some information with you about hiring your own medical team. Most people don't think about hiring their healthcare providers because they think that they have to go where their insurance or their doctor tells them to go. Today, I am going to answer a few common questions that my patients, my family members, and my friends ask me. The first thing I want to address is that mindset of do you have to go to where your doctor tells you to go or where your insurance tells you to go? Number one, you have a choice. Even if your doctor tells you to go to one provider, do your homework you may find a provider that you're more comfortable with. Do your homework, look on Google, look at reviews of that healthcare provider, ask friends and family if they know anything about the provider that the physician recommended, or if they have a provider in that same specialty area that they trust. The other thing is check your insurance and see if you are in network. If you're in network with them and you find a provider that's in network, great. You will have better savings for you, but better savings and being in network does not always translate to the best care. So I still recommend looking in network first and then also considering out of network or self-pay. I will share with you, I've been in network as a provider, I've been out of network, and I've also offered self-pay services. Sometimes it is actually cheaper for the patient to go out of network or to be self-pay. Sometimes what the patient would have to pay to reach their deductible won't even come close to the savings that they might have by just paying self-pay. So make sure you do your homework and look at all of those options. One of the questions that I also get is, do I have to have a family care physician or an internal medicine physician? Why can't I just go to urgent care? Your family physician is the liaison to all other providers. 
when you have a cold, when you have the flu, when you have something that is acute or something that is just starting to bother you, it's absolutely fine to go to urgent care. I recommend that instead of going to the emergency department. But for routine work, such as blood work and annual physical, you want to make sure that you have a relationship with a family physician because they're going to find things and testing that they do. They're going to see trends over the years that you have your annual physical, that maybe your numbers on certain blood tests are changing. Maybe your heart rate at rest is changing. Maybe your blood pressure is changing. The urgent care is not going to be able to determine any of these changes over time because they are only seeing you for that one incident when you are sick, when you have an injury, when you have something wrong. The, the family physician is going to help monitor your health over time. So I strongly encourage everyone to have a family physician and a relationship with a physician that they go to at least once a year for their physical. The next question I often get is, who is the number one professional, healthcare professional, that somebody should have in their contact list besides the family physician? And I would say a physical therapist. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Well, you're a physical therapist, Dr. Jeanette, so of course you're gonna recommend a physical therapist. Well, maybe I am a little bit biased, I will admit to that, but a physical therapist does so much more than people think that they do. And unfortunately, my profession doesn't always get do a good job of sharing what physical therapy is all about. Most people think that physical therapy is what happens or where you go when you've had surgery or when you've had a major accident. And that is absolutely not the case. A physical therapist helps with range of motion of your joints, helps with flexibility, helps with strength and balance. They can help you prevent a fall. They can help with um, nutrition if they have specialized training in that, that. They can help with exercise for weight loss. They can help with really a host of different um, injuries or prevention of injuries. And most people don't think that they're going to get hurt, but a physical therapist really helps with an entire lifespan. There is physical therapy for pediatrics and infants. There's physical therapy for geriatrics or for people who are aging and their body is changing. There's physical therapy for women before, during, and after pregnancy. There's physical therapy for sports-related injuries or prevention of sports injuries. There's physical therapy to help you in the workplace so that your workstation is set up so that you don't get carpal tunnel syndrome at sitting at a computer, so that you don't hurt yourself when you're working in one place on an assembly line. There's tons of areas that physical therapy can address. And it's really important to know a physical therapist. At the very least, have a contact person that either you trust, that you've been to already, or that a friend or family member has had great success with. Again, I would recommend looking on Google 
doing your homework, finding a physical therapist, not necessarily a physical therapy place, but an actual physical therapist who has five-star ratings and is a person's name, not just an organization. You want a go-to person that you can call who is basically your family physical therapist. I have my patients and I tell them that, look, if you have any aches or pains before you call the doctor, just reach out to me. I might be able to walk you through something and you save yourself a copay with the physician. Now, that doesn't work all the time. I've had calls where somebody fell, they heard a pop or they heard a crack, their ankle is swollen, they can't put weight on it. I am not the best person for them to start with. They actually need to go to an urgent care and, or an emergency department and make sure that they get an x-ray so that they know that they don't have a fracture. There is a case where they need to start with a physician first before they see me. But for the person who's running and they step off of a curb and they roll their ankle, they can walk on it, but it hurts. I'm a great first option for them because I can talk them through what they can do in the first 72 hours after their injury. They may never have to see me, but they also might. So I just encourage you to have a physical therapist in your contact list because they're a great starting point to being a liaison for where you might need to go if you have aches or pains in, in your joints, in your muscles, or in um, different body parts like your shoulder, knee, ankle, back, hip, whatever it might be, even migraines and headaches or jaw pain, a physical therapist can actually really help give you direction on where you need to go first. They may be the first person you want to see. They may not be, but they will help you know where your first starting point is to get relief. Another question I'm often asked as a physical therapist is, why would I need to see a fair physical therapist if I'm not hurt? Well, I kind of addressed a little bit of that in the previous answer. But if somebody's not hurting, they often don't think of physical therapy. And, and I don't blame them. Nobody really wants to come to a physical therapist. You know, I always tell my students that when a person walks in the door to see me, I'm typically not seeing them at their best. They're usually not sleeping. They're usually hurting. Their families oftentimes tired of hearing them complain about hurting. And so they don't tend to be you know, at their best and happy to be there. Let's just face it. <laughs> I don't see people at their best, but I sure, I surely help people get back to their best. So why do I, why would a person want to see a physical therapist if they're not hurt? Well, that goes along with another question that I get is, should I see a physical therapist if I'm not hurting? And the American Physical Therapy Association actually recommends that people of all ages see a physical therapist twice a year, just like the dentist. And especially if a person is aging, like 40 plus. And the reason is, is a physical therapist is going to take you through an evaluation that is going to look at your joint range of motion. It's going to look at your muscle flexibility. It's going to, they're going to look at your strength, your balance, and they're going to look at how you move. Is your movement fluid or 
do you, are you looking stiff or in pain or awkward? And the reason this is important is because you may not realize that you are weak in certain areas. You may not realize that you are tight in certain areas. And by seeing a physical therapist twice a year, that physical therapist can give you tips on how to correct some of the deficiencies that you have when they see you. You might not be in physical therapy for multiple visits. It could just be a one-time visit where the therapist gives you a few stretching exercises or a few strengthening exercises so that you can correct the areas that you are actually having problems with. And guess what? You will feel better and you'll move better. Things will be easier. So what happens then is by seeing a physical therapist twice a year, it's kind of like a checkup with a dentist. They're looking at, okay, your balance at the six-month checkup was, you know, you could stand on one leg for 30 seconds. Well, let's say six months later you go in for the checkup, and now you can stand on one leg for 15 seconds. What happened? Why did you lose balance? Why did you lose strength? Why did you lose stability on being able to stand on one leg? What happened in the last six months that caused you to have some weakness and lack of balance? This is a key factor too for kids. So one of the other questions I hear is, can my kids see a physical therapist for a sports physical? Well, first of all, to meet the state requirements for, for a kid to play sports, they do have to see a physician and get cleared because the physician isn't just checking um, the way a kid moves. They're, they might be checking other things like hearing and vision, and a physical therapist does not do that. The other thing is with a physician seeing um, a child before they play sports, that can just be your annual physical. And then you're getting cleared for the annual physical with the pediatrician or the family physician, and you're getting cleared for the child to be able to play sports. I also recommend a child who plays sports see a physical therapist before there's an injury. And the reason is for the same reasons that adults should see a physical therapist twice a year. The physical therapist can look at a child's range of motion. They can look at the uh, for the joints, they can look at the muscle flexibility, they can look at how the body is moving, especially during growth spurts, or they might even show you, be able to show you that, oh, wow, these hamstrings and these calf muscles are really, really tight. Did your child just go through a growth spurt? Because bones typically grow faster than muscles. And when muscles are tight, that child may be more at risk for tendonitis for, and for other injuries because their muscles haven't caught up to the growth of their bones yet. So a physical therapist can kind of spot that. The other thing the physical therapist can do, and this is big and court sports and running sports on the field, is where, where there's a lot of cutting and changing directions. So for soccer, basketball, lacrosse, football, depending on the position, a physical therapist can look at how your child moves and determine if they're at risk for an ACL problem. One of the key things that happens with a kid who is playing sports is that if they have hip weakness, if they have leg weakness, if they have decreased 
balance and decreased agility and coordination. That can be detected during a physical therapy assessment. And if these things are present, they are at a higher risk for an ACL tear. 70% of ACL tears happen from no contact. That means they have something where it could be a fluke that it happened, or it could be where they've had weakness, where they've had loss of balance, where maybe they had an injury that never really resolved all the way, like they rolled their ankle and they were able to shake it off. Maybe they had a bruise in their thigh and they kind of favored it a little bit. Doesn't matter if they are changing the way they move and they're weak in an area or tight in an area, or they don't know how to land properly um, in a jumping sport, they can be set up for failure with an ACL tail tear and a physical therapist can look at an at a growing athlete and find those discrepancies and help correct them before an injury happens. Now, physical therapist is not going to be able to prevent injuries 100%, but we can certainly help parents and children decrease their risk of injury on the field or on the court or in the pool for that matter. And that goes we talked a little bit about ACLs, but the shoulder is another major injury point that's common in little leaguers, softball, baseball, uh, football, basketball, volleyball, your overhead athlete sports like tennis, the serve and volleyball, the pitcher or the throwing athlete. These type of sports, if the shoulder and the neck and the shoulder blade are not working well together, there can be shoulder injuries and a physical therapist can spot that risk of injury during an assessment. So yes, a physical therapist and the family physician are great options to getting sports physicals prior to play. Here's another question I get. Can a physical therapist help me exercise to lose weight? Absolutely. So many people try to do this alone and they have underlying medical conditions like they have an elevated heart rate or increased heart rate already or they have blood pressure issues or they have diabetes or some people have other conditions like thyroid issues or um, headaches, migraines. Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, if you don't know what that is, it's where the body uh, is a looser in its connective tissue. So um, if somebody is not experienced in helping people who have medical conditions exercise, those people will probably not do as well doing it on their own or even seeking a personal trainer who's not equipped and the medical knowledge that might be necessary. So a physical therapist with specialized training and medical-based fitness is a great option because the physical therapist can monitor heart rate. They can monitor blood pressure. They can make adjustments if there's a medical condition and they can work with the physician. For example, if somebody has diabetes, the physical therapist, the patient, and the physician can work together because as the person who, with diabetes is exercising, if they're losing weight at the same time, their dosage of diabetes medication may need to be changed. Also, the timing of eating might need to be changed when the person is exercising. So 
it is important that a person who has medical conditions seek out a physical therapist to help them with weight loss because the physical therapist has medical uh, has a medical background in the terms of movement science, exercise, a little bit of nutrition, um, and can work with the physician to make sure that the patient is safe with exercise. And that's the key. So a physical therapist can ap absolutely help with exercise for weight loss. It's probably a great place to start. And then another option after getting started could be a personal trainer who's also trained in medical-based fitness. Either one of those would be appropriate, but I would start with the physical therapist because they typically have more knowledge of the medical side of things than a personal trainer, unless that personal trainer has specialized training. Another question I get is, can a physical therapist tell me what food to eat? Yes and no. <laughs> so a physical therapist is not a dietitian, and they are not a nutrition specialist. However, a physical therapist could have extra training that equips with them with the knowledge to help people make better decisions about food, make better decisions about using food for weight loss, and timing their food for sports performance. So someone like myself, so I'm a physical therapist, I'm an athletic trainer, I'm also a personal trainer with the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and I'm a, a fitness nutrition specialist. So someone like myself who has extra training can absolutely help someone with making food choices. Now, even I am limited with that because I'm not a dietitian. If you have a medical condition like a thyroid issue or diabetes and you need a very customized plan, then I would recommend a registered dietitian to work with food choices. I am a person that I, I can absolutely help with setting up guidelines for food choices. And I have tools that I use to help my nutrition clients with weight loss, and they're generalized. But if there's a medical condition that's going to influence how a person takes in food, then I will actually refer to a registered dietitian. Finally, one of the other questions I get is um, people will ask me, you talk about hiring your medical team. I am huge on that. Like don't, as I said in the beginning, beginning, do not settle for who's in your network and who your insurance says you should go to and who your doctor says you should go to. Absolutely do your homework. You hire a plumber to do your plumbing. You hire an electrician to do your electric. You hire heating and cooling people to help you with your air, air condition and your uh, furnace. You are also hiring your medical team. So your healthcare providers should be answering the questions that you want answered. And if they're not, then you need to seek another provider because your healthcare team should be working with you, not against you. Who should be on your hire? Who should you hire on your medical team? You should absolutely have that family physician that you see at least once a year for an annual physical. If you have other medical conditions, they may require you to be seen twice a year or even every three or four months. I recommend having a physical therapist on your team. 
that will see you twice a year for a checkup to make sure that you're not losing range of motion, that you're not losing flexibility and getting tight, that you're not um, getting weak in any areas, and that you're maintaining your balance, your coordination, and the ease of movement. The other people I recommend on hiring for your medical team would be your dentist that you see twice a year, an optometrist uh, for your eyes or an ophthalmologist for your eyes, making sure that your vision is noted and, and taken care of at least once a year or every other year. Uh, a massage therapist is a good resource to have to help ease muscle tension and ease aches and pains related to muscles. And as I mentioned before, either a nutrition specialist or a dietitian, if you need to manage your weight properly, and that may be weight loss. It may also be gaining weight for certain athletes. They don't actually eat enough for the amount of energy they burn. So they need to work with either a nutrition specialist or a dietitian so that they're eating the right amount of food to stay healthy while they're competing. A personal trainer for fitness, weight management, or weight loss. So again, if somebody has a medical condition, I would actually seek the physician and the physical therapist to help with medical-based fitness or even an athletic trainer for that. Um, and then a personal trainer may also be an option if they have specialized training. Alternative therapies like chiropractic and acupuncture, those may be great options for you as well. And you could even consider an essential oil specialist, an herbalist, a yoga instructor, Tai Chi instructor. It really depends on what your interests are. So those are other options for people in hiring a medical team or a healthcare professional team. There you have it. I hope this helps answer some of the common questions asked of me when it comes to hiring your own medical team. That's going to be all for today. And until next time, be bold, be beautiful, and be you. Thank you so much for joining today's episode of the Mom Chief of Everything podcast with Dr. Jeanette DeWitt. If you liked what you heard today and want to get more connected with other moms who are chief of everything, then please visit the Facebook group Mom COE to request to join. I would love to welcome you to an amazing group of moms just like you. You can also connect with me on YouTube by subscribing to my channel. Just search for Jeanette DeWitt. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be bold, be beautiful, be you.